2: It's the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Twitter me up at Dan Day Radio, where you can always take a step into the day spa. And we will step into the day spa in just a few minutes. Also going to be hearing from the Joe Rose Show. They're talking with Hall of Famer Jimmy Johnson. Also, the Dan Levitard Show. They're talking with not Hall of Famer Pete Rose. See what I did there? Huh? Huh? And finally... We will hear from Hawk and Crowder with the Hurricanes. They're back, baby. They're back. But let's get back into some headlines. Right here, right now. The Jimmy Butlerless Heat rallied to an overtime win last night, 118-113 against Sacramento. They play the Wizards 730 at home tomorrow. The transfer portal has been kind to Miami, with Houston QB Derek King and Temple defensive end Quincy Roche announcing they will play for the Canes next season. The Panthers down the wild last night, 5-4. They play Chicago tonight. Then Florida will host next season's All-Star game. Dolphins assistant head coach Jim Caldwell is leaving the team. Caldwell is being considered for several assistant coaching positions with the various NFL teams. Kane's basketball is in Durham, North Carolina, to take on Duke. Pre-game starts here on 560 The Joe at 8:30. Two Premier League matches today: Chelsea tied Arsenal 2-2, and Manchester City defeated Sheffield United 1-0. Major League Baseball will announce who will enter its Hall of Fame in 2020. Former Yankee and Marlins owner, Derek Jeter, is expected to be a lock. And now, let's do it. Let's step into the day spa. (sighs) A Michigan man recently found over $40,000 in cash stuffed in a couch he bought from a thrift store. I'm gonna pop some tags, got $20 in my pocket. To celebrate the opening of a theme park in China, employees conducted a pig bungee jump. Animal rights activists are upset, but I can think of something worse that can happen to a pig besides having a bungee jump. Can you say bacon? An elephant in Sri Lanka recently wandered into the lobby of a hotel and hung out for a while. Hmm, must have seen the vacancy sign out front. Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for clear skies with temperatures around 60. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for details. This morning, the Joe Rose Show, they got up early. And I do mean early. And why not? They were excited because it's not every day you get to talk to Jimmy Johnson, a legend here in Miami, not just with the Dolphins, but with the Canes. What did they talk to the future Hall of Famer about? That special moment that he found out he was going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Man, not a dry eye in the room when that happened. He's going to tell us all about it in just a second. Also, the outpouring of emotion from everyone when he got into the Hall of Fame some Super Bowl scheming, how he evaluated players back in his coaching days, and the lifelong question that every coach will always ask,
3: can he play? Can he play? Can he play? And joining us right now from the Keys. Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Johnson. Coach, good morning and congratulations,
4: uh, Joe. It, it was a special moment, and you know when you coach for about forty years <laughs> and uh, you get recognized like that, and it was a surprise. I mean, I thought I might be able to go into the Hall of Fame, but I didn't expect it to happen at halftime over a ball game. It, and you, you know what I appreciate too is all of our guys. You know, Bradshaw was as happy as I was, I think, and Tony Gonzalez said he was more moved and more excited about me going in. Is what it was when he went in last year.
3: Well, the whole thing. I, I got to tell you, when when big old David Baker walked in there <laughs> and, and I realized it was unbelievable. You, you knew why he was there and stuff, and uh, it was just fantastic. And the fact that you had no idea, and I was talking to Dave Hyde, who's here with us this morning about the whole thing. Jimmy, it was pretty cool. And, and how good is it? Super Bowl, you guys have the game. Coming down here in your backyard has got to be just a, a great way to wrap up this season.
4: Okay, w- without question. And, uh, I mean, we're all excited about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make a, a little bit difficult time for me because, you know, they've got the Hall of Fame uh, festivities all week long for me during the Super Bowl. And, of course, I've got work to do. Um, we You know, I just got back from the NFC Championship game, and we went over all of our schedule for the Super Bowl week. So we're all tied up. So I'm going to have to juggle a few things to make sure that I can go and, you know, make sure I go to the Hall of Fame festivities and, and then also do my Fox work.
5: Give people a slice of what it's been like, even back in Tavernier, You 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 mentioned I talked to you afterwards. You were jogging. People are driving over the side of the road, running out and shaking your hands. Has that died down? It, any?
4: Not at all. You know it's crazy. Uh, you know, well, you, you, we got the final numbers. There's 35 million people watch that at halftime. <laughs> Dave, like I told you, you know, I tried to jog down here, and you know, I had uh, you know half a dozen people on Highway One honking their horn, waving. Congratulations! A bunch of cars came over on old highway and stopped. When I was walking back from my jog, congratulations! Oh no! I mean, people at Fox. You know, most of our people you know, with Fox NFL Sunday they've been there since day one. We started it 26 years ago, wow. and a lot of the people that you know been there for 26 years said it was the greatest moment you know in Fox NFL Sunday history. The wardrobe people, the makeup people, the producers—they say they that that's the most excited most Happiest that any of them have been in all of our 26 years there with Fox. I mean, it, it, I mean, we've got such a close group. Like I said, you know, our people, you know, Strahan and Howie Long and Bradshaw in particular. I mean, he he, he was so excited he couldn't stand himself. It was crazy. It
3: was about as real as you can get because I think it got a, a lot. Of, I would love to have seen all the men around the country when that was going. Women, you you know, but all the guys that got a little choked up, uh, Jimmy, because it was it was uh, right from the heart and the gut there and the whole thing and then how about the reaction to Troy Aikman and and I just thought all your guys Mike Orvin, Emmitt Smith, Jason Taylor, Zach Ta- the list goes on and on for you coach.
4: Well, you know, Michael Irvin was talking about how he was crying. You know, of all the text messages and emails, uh, you know, that I received and, you know, stack of mail today, uh, half of them said, you know, they, they were tearing up, you know, because they I think they knew how much it meant to me. And I, I think as much for the playoff games and, and the Super Bowls, it was the players that I drafted. And, Coach, you know, I, had, I drafted uh, 16 Pro Bowlers. And if Zach, you know, hopefully Zach can get in uh, this week, wow. you know, that'll give me multiple Hall of Famers at both franchises, and so I, I think it's it's much for the players that I coached and drafted uh, as it was for winning you know playoff games.
5: I don't know. I was tearing up in my living room too. My wife asked me, "What, <laughs> what, what happened? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we watching here? <laughs> They're all falling exactly." Oh, that was great, Jimmy. Take take the turn now to the Super Bowl matchup. You made an interesting point on the halftime show uh, Sunday, San Francisco. You said Kyle Shanahan has the best schematic. For running the run game, and they ran for what 280 (laughs) yards? Expound on that a little. What tell
4: he is so good. And I think a lot of it comes from his his father with Mike Shanahan. You know, Shanahan, Mike was as good as anybody in the league running the football, you know, when they had Alex Gibbs as the uh, offensive line coach. But Kyle is so good with his schemes. It's not just the the zone, you know, stretch play and everything. You know, he does like all the, you know, the tight end coming across and the wham blocks. And he uses uh, use check so well as a fullback he'll start on a counter and then he'll go back side and use check is he is so good at picking up you know the blocks uh, and plus they're wide receivers they block as well as anybody i mean it, I, they are the best in the league in my opinion at scheming the run game uh and, and it's all because of kyle i mean he's really really good I, and you know i think he's b- become better as a head coach is better than we was as an assistant coach i think he learned his lesson you know in, the, in the Super Bowl as far as throwing the football and, and, and he is going to run that football and they've got they got quality people as far as their offensive line and the, they're tidy and you know kettle you know he's as good as there is you know they've got quality people to do it
3: coach uh, I want to ask you this uh, we're just talking about so many different things here and getting away from the game you spent so much time uh, in, in your career coaching evaluating 16 17 18 year olds for college and and drafting 21 and 22 year olds just looking back what's the harder of uh, of the two because you had great success with both easier or the hardest job of those two
4: as far as the coaching or the drafting is that what you yeah comparing? just
3: the uh, the drafting or, or well, drafting well, or recruiting kind of the same kind of deal
4: i actually enjoyed the personnel part uh, probably uh, more than I did the coaching. I enjoyed evaluating people. You know, It goes back to my psychology days and trying to understand people and trying to predict success and trying to predict whether or not they're going to fit into our program, etc. I mean, I, I, I loved recruiting. I, I loved evaluating talent out of high school and, and see them, seeing these individuals mature into grown men. And then, you know, in professional football, I, I enjoyed going around the Country and, and looking at players and, and getting to know them a little bit, you know, and especially you know, when I went to Dallas, a lot of the players that I was drafting, I'd been in their homes trying to recruit them. Wow. It gave me a little bit of edge uh, in my first few years because I knew the players. We had played when I was at University of Miami. Uh, we played Mark, Mark Stepinac uh, against Pittsburgh, so I knew what kind of player he was. Even though people say, well, he's an undersized, you know, offensive lineman, you know. And the other thing is I always talked about. I wanted intelligent players. You know, that's what we had at Miami. You know, the thing that I was so proud of at University of Miami. You know, when I went there, the graduation rate was like 51 percent. When I left, it was close to 90 percent. Graduation, and it's stayed that way ever since because of all the things that we did with the, you know, academic counseling, you know, with the mandatory study hall, the mandatory class attendance. Take, you know, like my first draft at, at Dallas, you know, the first four picks were academic all Americans, you know, with Troy Aikman, uh, Daryl Johnston, Mark Stabenowski, Tony Tolbert, uh, and then you know those guys, you know, they, yeah. they get better and better and better. I, I loved, I, I really loved evaluating the talent.
5: Where do you put intelligence on, on when you're listing what you want in a player compared to playmaking ability?
4: David? it all goes to- – together uh you know I, I i think you you look at the different criteria you, you look at the intelligence you look at a playmaker you look at character you, you know the number one thing can he play I, I used to tell our scouts i said okay you started off number one you're looking at him because the guy's really a good player okay now you go ahead and you know look at his intelligence look at his height weight speed character you know quickness all of those things and then when you get through with all that stuff go back to the top can he play <laughs> because if he gets I mean, because if he can play, you know, at that level, he's playing against the same guys he's going to play against in pro ball. And and so, like a Zach Thomas, okay, you know, number one, you know, we looked at Zach and we said, man, this guy's a player. He's a tackling machine. And so then you look at him, well, he's not real tall. Well, he's not that fast. Well, he's a real smart guy. You know, he's got great character. He's a, you know, playmaker. But look at all those things, they're just, just average. And then when you get through all that that stuff, go back to the top. Can he play? (laughs) And and he could play. And and that's why he was productive for us. The first time he went on the practice field in shorts, you know, I looked at our you know, our guys, I think George Hill was our defense coordinator at that time. I said, hey, this guy's a player. I said, you know, I know I wanted Jack Del Rio. Jack's not going to beat this guy out. You know, you know Zach's going to be our, our starting middle linebacker. You know, that's the whole key. I mean, you, you look at those guys. So many times, great players in college, you know, they're overlooked, you know, because they don't have the measurables. You know, but if they can play there, they can probably play in pro ball.
3: That that really is, and the whole thing. And Jimmy, we don't have time because I wanted to get in all the guys that come down to see you for leadership and coaching and putting teams together. I friggin love those stories, man. Those are great drinking <laughs> stories, Jimmy. Who's coming down? Who's coming down to see you this
4: year? Hey, hey, Joe, in all honesty, in fact, Kurt Menifee always likes to talk about it when we go when I go out to L.A. He said, "Okay, g- give me the list. Who's coming down?" I said, "You know," I said, Kurt. In all honesty, you know, the way things are going at my age right now, I'm starting to divert them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tired. Well, you always had the one night rule. You always had the one night rule. Only uh, one night Oh, business. yeah. Well, well Bradshaw, Bradshaw laughs. He kids everybody about it. Somebody would say, Boy, I'd love, you know, Stray said he wouldn't come down and go fishing. And Bradshaw looked at him and said, Hey, you can only stay one night. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jimmy, it's been great. We really appreciate you coming on and congratulations. Congratulations again, and, and hopefully we get to run into you next week with uh, with everything going on. So thanks, Coach, so All right. much.
2: All
4: right, Joe. Enjoy talking with you guys.
2: I want to have drinking stories with Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Well, you can have drinking stories with myself, Hawk, Crowder, J-Fig. We're going to be having a viewing party at the Dave & Busters in Hollywood for the big game. Details on that to come. Of course, Jimmy Johnson going into the Hall of Fame And very, 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 very much deserved. Charlie Hustle, not in the Hall of Fame. In fact, this question's dogged him pretty much since he's retired from baseball.
1: Would you bet that you will someday be reinstated and make the Hall, either posthumously or during your lifetime? I don't think so while I'm around.
2: Ooh, not Mr. Optimism. You can hear the rest of that conversation at about 624. It's going to be Dan Levitard, his team, and Charlie Hustle, next on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Hopefully you're having a good Tuesday, even though it might feel like a Monday, because you may have had yesterday off for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So in that case, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy whatever day you may think it is. Oh, you're going to be happy this Saturday because the band I'm playing, Beach Fossils, this is their song, Down the Line. They are going to be performing at Gramps in Wynwood with Surf Curse. Got to go down there, catch some of that dream pop. Tickets available at Gramps.com and they will be available at the door. Beach Fossils and Surf Curse. I'll have a little bit more music from Beach Fossils later in the show just to get you kind of excited for that show. Had to be excited earlier today when the Dan Levitard show caught up with not Hall of Famer Pete Rose. You know he's not in the Hall of Fame because of the whole ching 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 managing baseball, but he has the most hits of anyone, all time, in Major League Baseball. I was captivated by this interview that the Dan Levitard Show did with Pete Rose, and I am sure you will be, too. They're talking about stealing signs, and are steroids okay? His Hall of Fame future, because Pete Rose is always going to have to answer that, and he's got a nice gambling story for you to boot. 17-time
0: All-Star. We're talking about the Hall of Fame today because Greg Cody is one of these old-timey old-timey voters, and he has now voted for Sammy Sosa. But uh, Pete Rose can't get into the Hall of Fame, so we're going to talk to him now about an ins- an assortment of cheating going on throughout the sport.
1: The hit king.
0: Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, that's right, the hit king. So thank you for joining us, Pete. Uh, first things first, though, you, you watch this Astros scandal play out, and what is it that you think to yourself?
1: Well, you know, when I played uh – it was, uh, you always tried to steal the signs from a third base coach. Uh, you'd like to know as a manager if the guy's got the hit and run on, or he's got a squeeze bun on, or he's got a steal sign on because you can pitch out and help win the game. Uh, I, I was never one that wanted to know what was coming uh, as far as a guy on second trying to tell me hitting. I didn't want to know because he might be wrong. But when you start using electronics to do it, uh, that's a little bit too much. And uh, I don't know who did what and when they did it, but uh, it's amazing to me, guys. I don't how you guys feel about this? But you know, you've had three managers that are terminated. You have one general manager that's terminated. I don't know. Steele and size helped any of those four guys. Yeah, that's a good I point. and size, size. helped the hitters. Yeah. And we 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 can't we can't discipline any of the hitters. I, I know it's a tough situation for Rob Manfred because you don't know who did it and when they did it. This general manager of Houston, did eat. Did hit help his life by stealing signs electronically? I yeah, mean, I mean they
0: won, but understood, understood. The hitters benefited more. The cheaters benefited more than, but they they were going after authority and they wanted to give some immunity to the players because uh, it got them to be more honest in the investigation. And you also have to collectively bargain. You know how strong that union is. You have to collectively yeah, bargain yeah. your punishment.
1: Well, Pete, You're absolutely right. They they don't want to mess with that union. You're absolutely right about that. But uh, still, I mean, you have to. If you don't do anything to the players, they're they're probably going to think they can do it again. Just like at least they they suspend the guy taking steroids for a year or so or 80 games or so. You know, that kind of curtailed that a little bit. But yet every year you have a couple more guys that are caught with PEDs or caught taking steroids. So that's not totally cleaned up. And uh, do we think that these two, uh, Boston and Houston, are the only two teams that did this? Are they the smartest guys in the world? Pete, using electronics to steal signs, betting on baseball, steroids, playing at Coors Field in the 90s. Which is the worst? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, steroids, uh, you still have to hit the ball, and you still have to hit the ball where no one can catch it. Uh, let, let me tell you something, guys. You know, I've I, I played 3,500 games, i batted 15,000 times. I would love, I would have loved to know what is coming when the guy threw the pitch. See, a guest hitter. A guess hitter is a guy, let's say a guy has a fastball slider and a changeup. Oh, he's got three pitches. Now, a guest hitter, and a lot of your home run hitters are guest hitters, they'll go up and they'll look for a pitch. They may look for a curveball. They may look for a fastball. They may look for a slider. That's called guest hitting. But now, electronically, you're getting the pitches, you're guess hitting, but you're guessing right every time because the pitch that you guess is coming because they told you it was coming. And believe me when I tell you, hitting is a lot, lot easier if you know what's coming. Especially if you got a guy that's got a great changeup, or a guy that's got a great curveball. You know, everybody's got a good fastball, but if you've got a great changeup and you know it's coming, you're never off stride. And all pitchers try to do is get hitters off stride. That's what a changeup does. And if you know it's coming, you're never off stride. You hit, you may not hit to find a hole, but you will still hit the ball hard. If it's a strike, you still got to swing at a strike. You sound
0: good, Pete Rose, with yeah. us on ESPN right, Radio. Up.
1: Pete, um, I am a voter, and and you should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, That's all right. I made that mistake many years ago. And, you know, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life praying that I go to the Hall of Fame. Whatever happens, I'll be the happiest guy in the world. I know all the guys since, uh, let's see, I come up 63. The first Hall of Famer I played against uh, was Sam Usual. So I pretty much know all the guys that went into the Hall of Fame. Uh, after '68 or '69, all the way up till today, and I played against most of them. I played with a lot of them, so I know all about the Hall of Fame. And uh, there's some guys that should be in there. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I believe in steroids or anything like that. But Barry Bonds had a great career. Roger Clemens had a great career. You know, I, I'm not so. I'm not so much on Mark McGuire's bandwagon because Mark McGuire was a home run hitter. So was Dave Kingman. You know, I mean, you got to be able to play the game of baseball, and some of these. DHS. Uh, Edgar Martinez made it. He didn't own a glove. I can't even <laughs> be a baseball player and not own a glove. Exactly. When I played, when I played, I had five different gloves. I played five different positions. I mean, how in the hell can you tell somebody I'm a baseball player? We'll go get your glove. And we'll we'll play out in the back. Well, I don't have a glove. Well, what do you mean you're a baseball player? I got a bat. That, that's a honeymoon, man. To be a D.H. in baseball, that's a honeymoon.
4: But, Pete, I, I
1: have to ask you very honestly. You're a betting man. Would you bet yeah. that you will someday be reinstated and make the Hall, either posthumously or during your lifetime? I don't think so while I'm around. I, I don't think so while I'm around, and, and I can't – see, listen, guys. I was a player for 24 years, and I only worried about things I was in control of. I'm not, I'm not in control of being reinstated. Hey, I like Rob Manfred. I think he's got a tough job, and this is, a, this is his tough, toughest challenge so far. A couple other challenges he has, okay? This past year, you guys know, strikeouts were up. Home runs were up. A tennis was down. Okay, baseball. A tennis was down by a million. So if I'm the commissioner of baseball, I have to concern myself with that. If I'm the commissioner of baseball and I see a seven game World Series between Houston and Washington, and five of the games were four hours, and only one of them was an extra inning game, I got to find a way to shorten the game. And you you can't shorten the game by these pitchers going out there and pitching five or six innings because every game has four or five six pitchers in it. And when you're bringing pitchers, parading pitchers in every other inning. It takes time to play the game. Plus, you have six minutes of commercials every inning. It's a nine inning game. What's nine times six? 54 minutes of commercials. They're not going to get rid of the commercials. So people who worried about long games, forget about it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get better.
0: Pete, last time you were on with us, you told us your worst bet, uh, bad beat story, where there a horse six and a half lengths ahead, and then a deer jumps over the the railing and knocks it's out the. T- t- the yeah. uh,
1: what is it's your racetrack? On racetrack.
0: <laughs>
3: we haven't heard a better story <laughs> since. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's eight lengths in front, going down the backside, and a damn deer ran out of the woods and knocked the jockey off the horse. Okay, but I wanted to <laughs> I mean, ask. It wasn't all bad, guys, because I. At least i got my money back
0: <laughs> I, w- I wanted to ask you though your second worst bad beat story because i didn't think that you'd be able to top that one but do you have another good bad beat story
1: well, I remember one time many years ago, I, I I had a bet on a football game. Minnesota was playing somebody. I think they were they forty three point favorites. Okay, and they and they won by forty two. I mean, you're forty two point favorites, and you win you win by one point less than what you're given. I mean, but that happens all the time. Not the as good, example. not as good as this story. That's okay uh, though. We'll I put, get better. bet yeah. well, you... this one, guys. How about, How about one time I bet on a duck, and the damn thing drowned.
0: <laughs> why, why are you betting a dog? <laughs> He
1: likes <laughs> uh, Pete, do you want? Uh, do you look at you, you? got time for a quick story? Sure, of course. Okay, I'm I'm ten or eleven years old, and 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 when I was a kid. Don Zimmer's dad and my dad used to take us to the racetrack every Saturday. That's where all that bull started, okay?
0: <laughs> Watch the language, Pete. You gotta be careful. Go ahead, keep yeah, going. Okay.
1: That, that, that's it. And he told me one day he had a dream about white hats and black hats and big hats and little hats, and he went to work, he owned a produce company, and that guy gave him a new Cincinnati red hat. And as he did every day, he ate lunch and went ten miles east to River Downs racetrack, opened up the program, and number one is Top Hat. So if you know anything about gambling, you're dreaming about hats. A guy gives you a new hat. Top Hat, he bet a $1,000 a win on Top Hat 1950. That's a big bet, guys, in 1950. They're going two turns. They're coming down the home stretch. The last jump, of 50-to-1 shot beat Top Hat. And oh. Dud was his name. I said, Dud, who won the race? He said, Sombrero. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pete, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I want to talk to you tomorrow. You want to come back on tomorrow, Pete?
1: Please. I have nothing else to do. I'm just getting ready to go to work. But, hey, guys, thanks for calling, and, uh, and uh, I hope they get to get this straight now because, uh, you know, baseball don't need more controversy. It's tough enough to play a game, and you don't have a lot of controversies in football, you don't have a lot of basketball, you never have them in hockey. So, you know, baseball's got to try to get it that cle- uh, cleaned up. All
0: right, Pete, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Okay, have a good day. Awesome.
2: Put that man in the Hall of Fame. Before that interview, I was, eh, whatever, Pete Rose, kind of a jerk. He's hilarious. He's a character. Why not? Come on. Worst things have been done in baseball. After that, I've, I've, I've been charmed. I've been charmed by Pete Rose. Why not put him in the Hall of Fame? He's got the numbers, he's got the character. Maybe not the best thing for baseball, but it seems like he actually cares about the sport. So, Pete Rose to the Hall of Fame. If I had a vote, He'd be in. Of course, if you want to hear that interview again, if you want to hear any part of this show again, download the podcast for absolutely free wherever you get your podcasts, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. And if you're trolling on the internet, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Going to hit up some Hawk and Crowder next. They are celebrating Billy Ocean's birthday. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Yeah. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on what seems to be kind of a chilly day here in the Miami area. going to be a cool night when this band, Beach Fossils, along with Surf Curse, performs at Gramps in Wynwood. Here's Beach Fossils' Sugar. Surf- Just going to be one of those laid-back, groovy, rockin' type of nights. Beach fossils and surf curse this Saturday, January 25th, at Gramps. Hope to see you there. Of course, we always get to hang out weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe with the Hawk and Crowder Show. Thank you so much for spending time with us. You can never get enough of them. So why not some more of them? Billy Ocean's birthday. Yay! The hurricanes are back. Yay! And hosting... Headlines.
6: Obviously, Billy Ocean's birthday today, and we celebrate it with a little Billy Ocean. Obviously. Guess how old Billy Ocean is. I am blown away looking at this on the show sheet. 93. Come on. (laughs) Billy Ocean is a smooth walker, man. I love Billy Ocean. He is 70 years old today. 70. This is an all-time banger.
7: A lot of 70 olds are called smooth walkers. I he guess. is
6: a smooth walker. <laughs> this song is an all-time banger.
7: It's not a bad song. No, it's an all-time
6: yeah. banger. Eh, it's old-time not a bad song. All-time banger. I
7: won't turn it off. I won't request it. I will
6: punch you if you turn this <laughs> off. I <I'm laughs> dare you.
7: I won't request it. Hey, uh, DJ, can you put on that Billy Ocean? Go to hell. Uh-huh, What happened?
6: Man. I've got to disagree with you. <laughs> get out of my dreams, get into my car, suddenly I don't I we've talked about this the whole I don't like that
7: begging man. Like I wanna be the prize. You ever seen Billy Ocean? Yes, we've yeah, talking, we talked about it. But why is he hey, begging?
6: You know why is he begging? Billy Ocean is coming to play at one of these little casinos or something. Get I out, see out of, a of my billboard. dreams. Get out of my
7: dreams. Like I'm 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 praying. I dream about you at night. Get out of here. You don't know how dream. to talk
6: to women. I'm the dream. You don't know how to talk to women. I got plenty of women. You don't know how to talk to women.
7: I'd have more women than you had the damn Jesus
6: Oh, geez. I don't know how that happened. I mean, you were a <laughs> professional football player. Dwayne Shinsis had a lot of women as well.
7: <laughs> Sam Fussell might have had him some nookie-nookie some back in the day
6: so much to get to today and I don't think four hours is going to be enough time but we will do our best and then there's going to be so much to get to tomorrow and then Thursday and Friday and then next week we're going to be on Radio Row at the Miami Beach Convention Center and then it's going to be post Super Bowl I'm not lying there is a ton of stuff to get to and I want to get to headlines with Solana here first because I have so much stuff to get to the Super Bowl is set Okay. And we've got to talk about Kansas City and San Francisco. Crowder and I were talking about it before the show started. Yes. I mean, this is a great matchup. It's amazing. It's an amazing it matchup. Is. Not only is the Super Bowl set, the Hurricanes are back. I mean, we are talking. And don't look at me that way because this what? is a Canes thing and you can't understand. I can't understand what? There you go, Solana. Y'all get two traders from another team? There you go, Solana. The Hurricanes are back. Are back. I don't know if you saw Derek King's stats. Two years ago? Yes.
7: I saw him two years ago.
6: Yeah, you saw the stats? Yeah, 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 yeah.
7: Very impressive. In Houston. You know what I'm saying? Against nobody. You saw the stats, though, right? Derek. And you know, I don't don't, don't apostrophe me to death,
6: Derek. Don't apostrophe me to death. He passed for 2,982 yards, 36 touchdowns.
7: Should have started with a touchdown.
6: With only six interceptions, he rushed for 14 touchdowns. His numbers are as gaudy as you will see with any quarterback. And I am telling you, between him and that defensive end that they got, yeah. the Hurricanes are back.
7: Now, the D ends all America. He can play ball. What, what I've seen and the stats I've seen. De'Eric King as well. Ah, Eric King. Have you seen the record of the team he was on? Was he – we don't put context behind Eric King? I'm not trying to kill your excitement. I'm just saying, don't say y'all are back.
6: We are back. Because
7: transfer portal guys?
6: Yep. A DN and a
7: quarterback. Y'all are yep. back? Yep.
6: Yep. Y'all couldn't beat FIU last year. And now we got the tools and the weapons. My guess is <laughs> – my guess is the Hurricanes are a playoff team right now
7: love the swag, though.
6: The Heat won a game they shouldn't have won last night, which was great. A lot of it had to do with culture.
7: You know what? I might agree with them on that one.
6: The Panthers have put together a five-game winning streak, which is exactly what we were talking about. Have
7: we been begging for this?
6: Begging. All season. By the way, I don't know if you saw the news uh, earlier this afternoon. The NHL All-Star Game will be here at the BB&T Center next season. Really? Yes.
7: That's all- That's awesome. Hey, NHL we-
6: All-Star Weekend.
7: Well, let's get in on that. That's
6: like like we're such good fans. Yes. Don't shut me out All-Star Weekend. No, you know what fella. I mean? Don't shut me out All-Star I Weekend. I need to be
7: at the Funky Buddha Tap Room in All-Star Weekend, guys. Make it happen.
6: The Miami Hurricanes basketball team, they're at Duke tonight, so you got legit college hoops tonight here.
7: It got and, ugly last
6: time. And, uh, yes, it did get ugly okay. last time. I and mean, we're going to talk with Joe Zagacki today. And uh, our gambling experts, if you listen to this radio show, last week we had Lee Sterling, who's a professional sports handicapper, and we had Jay Fig, our own Jay Figg. We play Fade Fig. Jay Fig went 3-0 and this weekend. Huh. Lee Sterling went 7-0. and Wow. 7-0. And oh, and we had a good weekend ourselves. I
7: saw with our totals we did well. Yeah. I didn't know Lee went 7-0. Seven 7-0. and, seven oh.
6: and oh. That's extremely impressive. Dude is on fire. Accident attorneys. Don't let
7: nobody take your Jake.
6: Don't let nobody take your joy.
7: Some of my best advice I've gotten from my family and the, my Uncle Bob. All else fails, you don't let any other human being take your Jake.
6: That's there you called. go. And I've got joy over the Hurricanes this weekend, and you ain't taking it from me, Jack. I'm,
7: I'm, I'm going to try to take you it. Ain't it from <laughs> you ain't taking
6: it from me. You ain't taking it from me. You ain't taking it. I'll tell you this. But, oh, Miami man. Hurricanes, even with a 14-0 loss in the Independence Bowl, had a better bowl season than most football teams because of what happened this weekend. Because I consider this past weekend to still be bowl season.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know y'all can't live off transfer portal like that. that's an ancillary piece to an organization.
6: Hey man, hate all you want. <laughs> De'Ara King. What's that defensive end's name? Quincy Roche? Quincy, yeah. Quincy Roche. Oh Quincy God. Roche. Is it Roche? It's pronounced Roche? I'm not he, sure. It just sounds better. I, so I, I'm, he, I'm he, with he, pretty he, it. sure it's not. He
7: doesn't look French.
6: It's Roche. <laughs> Roche. Does All look right. look French let's get uh, <laughs> Let's get headlines here <laughs> with our own Alejandro Solana. D'Eric and Roche. <laughs> i
7: changing my name. Crowder. <laughs> Call me Crowder from now
8: on. Tonight the Panthers do ho- host the Chicago Blackhawks. That's at 8.30 p.m. An unorthodox puck drop time tonight. But the Cats looking for their sixth straight win. I didn't even know the Panthers play tonight.
6: Are you sure about that? Yeah, they host the Blackhawks. Yeah, I heard you say that. Which I is w-
8: Coach Q's former
7: team, by the way. Yeah,
6: very wow. aware. But well, he knows all the guys. No, they don't host the Blackhawks. They're in Chicago.
7: But he knows all the guys. The
6: reason that it's an eight thirty start is because it's seven thirty Chicago time.
8: The Florida Panthers are in Chicago tonight you to face no the Blackhawks That's I mean, at eight thirty <laughs> PM tonight. Where,
6: where did you get where did you get that they were hosting the Blackhawks? I'm not sure, but uh okay. I'm glad I'm glad we corrected that as a team. All right. I corrected it and you really had nothing to do with that.
7: I had no idea.
6: But the that would make more sense when you see the 8.30 uh, start time. So when you go into your whole histrionics about the unorthodox start time, it's not really. It's in Chicago.
8: 8.30, though, an odd start time for uh, for the NHL. It's not. We've it's established not. that all games in the NHL start at 7 or at 8. Like, there's never an 8.30 start time. Well, all, it's a
6: 7.30 start time because it's in Chicago. Still unorthodox.
7: But do you know time zones? Do you understand <laughs> I don't the concept? think he does.
6: Well, we talked to before the show about time being a social construct. So, I mean, <laughs> we did, unfortunately, unfortunately, he's not lying. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Solana? You're uh, 0 for 1 so far. Uh, Hawk
8: did mention it, but the NHL has announced that the Florida Panthers and the BB&T Center will host, not this year,
6: but next year, the 2021 NHL All-Star Game. Did the NHL announce it? I didn't see an official announcement. I saw a bunch of rumors. Let's just move on then. No, did, I'm, I'm being honest. Did the NHL announce it, or is it still unofficial? I, I don't think the NHL, now that you mention it, has <laughs> announced <laughs> Will you get anything right, like anything factually correct during like this now. during the, during this headline? <laughs> oh for two, let's ride. You are 0 for two. What else can you get wrong? Coming That's in. almost impossible <laughs> to start this poorly. <laughs> Let's wrap, This baby. is this is you are the Heath Bell of headlines right now.
7: <laughs> Come on, Solana.
8: Kane Hoops is at Duke tonight. Duke eighth in the nation. It's at nine p.m. You yeah, can yeah, hear it on WQAM. I, I am like
6: I am listening <laughs> I to every did. little morsel because something's got to be incorrect there. No, he got all that stuff oh, right. Okay.
8: The Miami Heat one and two, baby. Let's go. The Miami Heat. There are Somebody 30. wants
6: to know if you were accidentally looking at the September schedule for uh, for the Panthers. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> all right, what else you got? The Miami Heat. They are now
8: tied for the second-best record in the NBA after beating the Kings 118 to 113 in overtime last night. The Heat improved to 7-0 in overtimes this year. They'll host Washington tomorrow at the Triple A. Man, how did they win that game?
7: Is that Spo like 7-0 in overtime? Like, I know that's not great
6: for I think for a it's kind of little something to do with it. But even it to get be, to man. overtime, that play that he called for yes. Bam, like that's Spo. That's like, what I was about to say. Are there the still Spo haters this season? Like, this was the season mm-hmm. where Spo haters would have proliferated, right? Yes. If they had a, a bad season or a mediocre season, the Spo haters would have been out in force, he right? Can't do it without can't Wade. Can't do it and without LeBron. Wade, LeBron, yeah. and Bosch, right? And he's even got a superstar, and it's not happening. But now the Spo haters have to look at this season and go, you know what? I was wrong. That guy's a Hall of Fame coach. Got to. Right? You like have to. I'm with there you. can't be an existence of Spo haters after this season so far.
7: None. Robinson, Hero, all I mean, these puppies. Like
6: they're doing yes. they're, this, like he they're just said, yes. the second best team in the East right now. But this roster, if
7: you still hate on Spo, I come up here and I'll slap you and we can just hug.
6: Slap you and hug. Slap and hug. <laughs> slap his! Slap ass! <laughs> Come on over here. We'll play a little slap-ass. Right here. Right here. here. We'll play a little slap-ass. We're
7: slap-ass. Slap-ass. Come on, baby. There's
6: two things I know. I'm Dominican. (laughs) I know baseball, and I know slap-ass. Let's go. All right. What else you got, Solandria?
8: Inner Miami opened preseason camp yesterday at Barry University, which they'll be at for uh, the remainder of this week.
6: Very uh, very exciting for a lot of Who, people.
7: Who's gonna let the Twin Peaks girls know that we're playing slap ass so I don't get arrested? I mean, everybody loves
6: a game of slap ass. I just
7: let's just give them a, slap mem- ass. a little memo, though, bro. A little slap memo. Ass. Just a memo. I'm from the Dominican probably. okay. All I know since I was a little kid is to catch fly balls and to say slap ass every single time. <laughs> slap
2: ass. <laughs> That is the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560. The Joe always having fun, always good, hosting headlines. The Hurricanes, are they back? Hawk, he absolutely believes that. I'm serious. He's not joking around. He really believes that transfer portal is going to lead the Canes to glory. I hope he's right. I had LSU win a national championship just less than a little more than a week ago. That's my alma mater. I would love for the Hurricanes to win it next year then my life would be absolutely complete. Of course, my life is complete just spending time with you every night from 6 to 7 on the Best of the Joe show. So why don't you join me again tomorrow night? Thank you for joining me tonight. If you want to download the podcast or any of the show's podcasts from this radio station at any time for absolutely free, absolutely simple, radio.com app, wherever you get your podcasts. Go to our website, wqam.com. I'm Dan Day. If you can't get enough of me, follow me on Twitter, at dan day radio, and of course, like I said earlier, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, right here, 560 The Joe. This is The Best of The Joe Show. Later, slug.
5: Tune in is the audio platform with something
2: for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
5: That clock at four. Donchich.
6: The step back three. You bet.
1: Music. You
6: said my word.